This is acceptance. There's an age-old question out there. It's based on this dogs versus cats idea. And it's basically, what kind of pet do you would you prefer? A dog or a cat? And what does that say about you as a person? See, for me personally, I'd prefer a dog. And now, all you cat people listening to this podcast, don't, don't leave. Stick with me. Because this is a podcast on acceptance. I'm going to tell you how I think about acceptance. And now here's the reasoning behind me being a dog person when I'm asked the question, why? I say that dogs have an inherent loyalty. Some people may say that it's an unwarranted loyalty, that it makes them gullible or weak in some way, but I think that's what makes them strong. It's their strong suit. That's what makes them dogs. And that's what makes them, to me, man's and my best friend. See, dogs have 110% of themselves on their sleeve. No matter who they interact with, be that another dog, or in our case specifically human, a person, they give themselves wholeheartedly to that person. They are the most loyal creatures on the planet. From the moment that they meet, they love you, they accept you, and they care for you. And what more could you want from a friend? They're always there for us. They're there on bad times and they lay with us on the couch and try to forget and they're there in the good times when we want to play play fetch when we're happy and we play and we enjoy life and that's because dogs bring a hundred and ten percent of themselves to the relationship they can accept you because they've fully accepted who they are because that's the only way a relationship can work whether it's a more intimate one or a more casual one whether you're husband and wife, or just passing strangers. When something turns from 110% to 50, it becomes a business. It becomes a transaction between two people that can just as easily break. When people bring all of themselves to the table, it's only then that they can fully become one with themselves or with the person that they care for. Dogs can teach us many things, but I think this is the most important thing that they do. They show us how to accept and how to care for people that in our just general lives, you wouldn't give a second thought about. And this is not meant to be preachy. This is not meant to be commanding because I struggle with this too. I struggle with the unseen and with the passerby because they are not entrenched in your life. They are just as easily seen as they are unseen. And if a transaction like that can be so easily nulled, how can we ever accept? How can we ever find deep within ourselves the strength it takes to find a common ground and to find peace with the other? Acceptance can be defined as an action, as a process of being included within a group, being understood as adequate or suitable to be a part of whatever organization that person is going to be a part of. And that's a definition not of my own, that's from the dictionary. And I struggle with it still because what is adequacy? Adequacy is a standard. It is a benchmark for going and applying to a school. Do you have adequate grades or SAT scores? 
it is a benchmark for being in a job. Do you have adequate knowledge of the computer, for example? When we think about acceptance, there is no adequacy. People are people. There is no transaction. So why do we use words like that? Words that create items, items suitable for transaction, items that breed a 50-50 split between people, between a set of two. Acceptance should be 110% of the person. Because when definitions introduce adequacy, they introduce benchmarks, and those benchmarks lead to prejudice. They lead to standardizations. It can be something like an SAT score, but it can be something more. It can be something that is racial or sexual. Identifications of the person that stray away, frankly, from who the person is. Because with this scenario, there is an us and there is a them. And the only reason that exists is because of classification. If the whole person is used in something like acceptance, we will see so many more similarities, so many more things that bind us together than split us apart. It's because we itemize. And that example with the dogs in the beginning shows how a creature on this planet, one we're around so often, we live with them, we play with them, and they can show us solutions to issues that have clouded us and eluded us for hundreds of years. See, I've been doing some thinking. And this podcast, as it's developed, has allowed me to just think and place my words, words that are in my head, into something, into something that I can share with you right now, the person listening. And I hope that when I do share these things, that they stir thoughts in your mind too. Because communication is the greatest of all human inventions. I can relay messages to you right now, complex feelings and thoughts, and you can understand them. You understand sound waves that are coming out of your radio, out of your phone right now. And with them, you can make your own intelligent judgments. And I hope you do. So please, if you're listening to this on YouTube, comment down below. If you're listening to this on a podcast player, go over to Facebook and comment on the community chat or send me a private message. Let's raise some debates. Let's bring these issues into the real world. Because it's only in the real world, not in some fantasy, maybe not even at the level of our government, that we can change things like this. It's on one-to-one -one interactions that change can be had because everyone has those kinds of interactions every single day. So this is how I think. And as I've said, I've been thinking a lot about this. This is how I think interactions should be had. Let's see if we can find some sort of solution to this 50-50 transaction, this easily disposable idea of acceptance that crowd our books and our dictionaries and our common talk. Because you even look to something like the golden rule, which says, do unto others as you do to yourself. And even that is a transaction. And even if you flip it around to say, treat others as they would like to be treated, there's another transaction to be had there because there are qualifications and specifications, identifications of action that should be had. It's a service. It's a service that we can quantify. We can give supply and we can give demand. And if we can so much as create a science behind acceptance, we've introduced a rigidity that just doesn't seem right in my head. Does it seem right to you? I don't know. See, the way I think about it is, 
And reflecting on the dog example earlier about the 110% given off from one person to the other, I thought about it this way. And I can use an example because as I was sitting in my biochemistry class and my professor was explaining his grading scale, I was just kind of struck because I was thinking about this topic, this idea of acceptance. So what he said is that in, say, a 100-point exam, you have a 15-point question. And he said that everybody starts off the exam with 100 points, 100%. And everybody starts off each question with 15 points or 15%, or again, 100% in that question. And he said that you can only lose points from there by making mistakes in whatever calculation or drawing that has to be placed within the question. And then I kept thinking about that fact as he continued with the lecture about retaining 100%. And then I thought back to high school and to middle school when the teachers would say, when you started off the semester, well, you all have an A right now. You can only lose it. And then I thought, what if, what if that's the secret? What if instead of giving 50%, we give 100% to every interaction that we have, to every person that we meet, and then we only let them lose points because we've given them ourselves, just as my professor gives me an exam. And those people that you're interacting with have either succeeded in accepting you or they've failed in some way. They've either gained all their 15 points in that question, or they've gotten a zero. And see, again here, I'm relating it back to numbers, which is why I struggle with this idea. But then I think, is that the only way we can truly, as a people, understand something like this? By quantifying it, does that say something else about where we are or where our society is at? Is it too transaction-heavy? I'd say so. And if you say the same thing, how can we go about changing it? Well, with this example, acceptance through the delivery of 110% of what you are is judged by the other person's reciprocal acceptance. Because in this relationship, in this ideal relationship, there are no 50-50. Everybody brings all of who they are to the relationship because why would you remove half of the person that you are to fit in a peg? And see, even with this fact, there are no ideal conditions in the real world because this is a theory based on the real world. So people will fail at this exam. And only you, as a person delivering all of what you are, can determine how many points they can lose before they've lost you. My biochemistry professor has the passing grade of a C at 60%. What is your passing grade? How much can a person wrong you until you cannot accept them anymore? Well, if this is a stranger, they can't. Because those two strangers haven't had the chance yet, the chance to try and win your acceptance. They haven't taken the exam. This idea then discourages ill action, or a better way to put it, ill judgment on the part of one person, one individual judging another, and through that judgment, relinquishing any chance of acceptance that that person may ever have. What I'm trying to formulate in my mind is a way to prevent that prejudice that may be had, a method, some sort of guideline that can be used for acceptance. And here, because I don't think I've made this clear when I'm saying giving 100 or giving 110% of yourself, what I'm referring to is your independence in regards 
to that 50-50 relationship where the two the two parties are leaning on one another. Each party is bringing something to the table and they're benefiting from that transaction. When you're giving 100% of yourself, you are already independent and you've already accepted yourself for who you are. There are many theories for things like personality. What I like to think, what I think the person really is, is a mosaic. A mosaic features little pieces. They could be rocks or little pieces of tile. And together, one by one, they make a piece of art. In the very same way, we each have little pieces of ourselves. Pieces like our likes and our dislikes. Our mannerisms and the things that we yearn for. All those make up the person. And when you pull pieces out, when you remove the parts of a mosaic, you lose the artwork. So I think this is a better way to look at it. When you're giving 100% of yourself, you are a complete piece of art. And you've accepted that you are a complete piece of art. That acceptance piece we'll highlight in a little bit. But while we're focused on the artwork, we can see that in a relationship, no matter what the relationship is, two pieces of art that complement each other, that stand together in a museum, are much more beautiful than two pieces of art cut in half and stitched together. Because when you remove pieces of our mosaic, when we are cut down from that 100% to the 50, we lose half of the art. We lose half of the beauty that is us. And for what? Because this relationship that you enter, you're only getting half of the other person too. This would work if we were identical in every single way. Our likes, our dislikes, our mannerisms, our goals. We were some sort of cloned person, but we're not. We're all different. We are all beautiful pieces of art. We are mosaics. And when you smash a mosaic in half, you can't put it together with another one. Two mosaics, however, look great in a garden. They're placed side by side. When they complement each other in terms of their style and their content, they look good. So when two people who are giving 100% of their mosaic to each other, when they complement each other, they have truly accepted one another. And here, a little bit ago, I mentioned about the acceptance of the self, because for this to work, the person needs to accept himself first. Because if you yourself don't know what 100% is, how can you give it to somebody else? Acceptance of the self can be relayed back to that mosaic example. If we understand that we are not just one thing or one piece, then we can grow ever stronger. See, the issue nowadays is that people become entrenched in things. And I feel it myself, too. Things like, like university, for example, because you dive so deep into your studies. And at least I feel that I may lose myself in the work, in the major, in the goal of what's coming after in terms of work or, or some career. And when you do that, you lose the mosaic. It's as if you've taken a bucket of paint and spilled it over these little pieces and just wiped them away. All you see, all that life is, is whatever that paint represents. My example featured university, but it could be something else, something that drives people. And they don't necessarily have to be bad things. They are things that we just obsess over, and through obsessions we lose ourselves. So here is my reasoning. Here's what I think should be done in terms of the mosaic that is our life. I've tried to incorporate that example. I've tried to make things parts of my life. It doesn't always work, but by doing so, it makes it easier to wipe away the things that don't work. 
and my reasoning for this comes mainly from the art. In the process of making a mosaic, you use little pieces, like I said. It could be little pieces of rock. And if a rock just doesn't fit, it doesn't match in color, it doesn't match in shape or style, you should remove it. Because you know, as the artist, what the work should look like. When you are designing yourself, only you know what the work should look like. As you grow, of course, you are learning what you are. You are adding lines to your picture. And as you keep growing, older and older, those lines start to intersect and make something. Your vision. Your vision of the perfect piece of art. And then once you know what your mosaic will look like, what you want to be, the person that you are, it's very easy to remove pieces that don't fit with the work. If they are pieces, because remember, we can't obsess over one thing, one aspect of our life, as it clouds the rest of the art. And I say this casually, but it doesn't come casually at all. There are things that people can't help but stress over, and it's natural to do so, because you can't help it based on the environment or some other pressures. They could be internal or external. But I think if we try to make things pieces of our lives, because in that way, you can easily remove the parts that are hurting you. And when you do that, you've crafted your magnum opus, your life's work. You've crafted you. And more importantly, you've accepted yourself. And from here, only from here, can we deliver on that promise of the full self being translated to another person. There exist two fronts, the personal and the relational. And once we win that battle for acceptance at home in our own heart, we can share that victory with other people. And that's the way the cookie crumbles, at least in my eye. Well, let's not end it that way. We have to end it on a stronger note than that. This is an episode about acceptance. So I'm going to tell you a story. It's a very short story, and I'm not actually sure where I heard it. This is not from my own mind. It's a story that circles back to our introduction. Our introduction that featured dogs as an example of how we can act towards acceptance. Because if you choose any animal to model behavior, picking dogs is a pretty good bet. So here's this story as I remember. It may not be exactly how I even heard it, but this is just how it's implanted itself in my mind. And here's a story. There's a kid in this story, and I'm not sure if his dog has passed or what happened, but... The kid asks his father, why don't dogs live as long as humans? And the father grabs his son close and he tells him, son, we're placed on this earth to learn how to love. That's the reason that God put us here. And son, dogs already know how to do that. So they don't have to be here very long. And they can return to him in the world above. He said to his son, we humans take more time to accept ourselves. And so we take more time to take care and accept other people and to understand what love is. And then he grabs his son more firmly and he says, that's why we grieve over these creatures that grace our lives for such a short period of time. Because they can teach us how to be the best version of ourselves that we can possibly achieve that we can possibly hope for. And in every sense of the word, this is acceptance. Thank you for listening to an episode of This Is, a podcast series from The Logs, where there's always an episode for that. 
Please like, please follow, please subscribe, and listen to us anywhere you find podcasts. Go and check out our store now. Get yourself some awesome swag from the logs. Get a transcription of the episode by listening on YouTube. And above all, remember to laugh a little.